Good morning, good afternoon. How you doing out there today? This is David Robert for the Marketplace of Ideas podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful and great day. It is January the 11th, I believe. Oh, no, it's the 12th. We are 12 days into this new year. What the heck? Oh, my gosh. It just literally feels like, and I'm not getting like yesterday, myself and the wife and the kids were watching the fireworks, and now we're 12 days in. The, the, the month is almost half over. That's ridiculous. Time sure speeds up as you get older, but um, nonetheless, I just want to let you guys know before we get started on this, this podcast episode, you can find the Marketplace of Ideas podcast wherever you get your podcast from Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, I'm sorry, not Stitcher, uh, but Podbean, iTunes, uh, Spotify, you name it, we're there rocking and rolling. W- later uh, later on into this month, you're going to be able to find our stuff on YouTube as well as our other two podcasts. We've got the Adult Fitness Podcast and the Strange Tales of Gods and Monsters. We've got the first episode coming up, so look forward to that. It's going to be fun, exciting But as we kick off the year 2024, I want to give a little, this is a kind of a rant, but it's also a well-researched topic that I've had over the last couple of years in particular, not just the, uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, as we sort of look off to the landscape, into the future, It's clear to see that society has, or better yet, families within society, in the modern day society, have issues with being transparent, with being honest, with being forthcoming and forthright about feelings and topics that are a bit taboo. This Christmas, uh, due to either people being sick or being just tired or frustrated, we got together with some folks and some people we didn't. Some people were either busy, had other things planned, others were either sick or ill or traveling away, um, like with the cold and stuff like that, and so not everybody was able to, to come on out, as it were, which is fine. As you get a bit older, not everybody is going to, uh, have the time off work or you might have a spouse or a significant other that you want to see their family as well. So you're going to uh, make, make different plans or you might try to meet before Christmas, whatever the case is. Um, and it's always, it's always good to meet with people and to connect, but you're going to have people that will want to do their own thing. And that's, that's totally fine. And then you're going to have family members or friends or co-workers or acquaintances that may or may not disagree on certain things, certain topics, and they, they just don't get along. They don't see eye to eye. The old beef that's brewing between aunts and uncles and grandparents and brothers and sisters and parents and in-laws and outlaws, it happens. You might have an aunt who doesn't want to talk to an uncle because of money problems. Maybe one has lent the other some cash and never paid them back. Or you, ha- you might have a, a brother 
or a sister who has said some horrible things online or or they they've bought into a certain disposition about politics and so now you just you can't talk to them there's no there's no sitting down and actually conversating with them because it'll just end up in a fight or you might have different views on religion or you know identity sexuality any any number of the hot button topics that are um, out there in today's internet as well as more divided world or it might be the perceived division anyways but nonetheless you soldier on you try to do your best keep the peace stay out of the beef stay out of the bullshit and just enjoy the dry turkey the stuffing the um, uncomfortable silence and day drinking and then go about your business and you'll reconvene at the next holiday family get together unplanned pregnancy shotgun wedding whatever the case might be and the holidays really bring out this time in which people can either let loose let go and kind of relax and the problem can be that in trying to relax you do have the issues with like I was saying people having their opinions about things and not being willing to just shut up about them eat this turkey have uncomfortable silence like I said and then go about your business you know and so this last Christmas in particular I was doing some reading and came across some interesting stories that I want to talk about but one in particular kind of shocked me a little. Now, I've looked online. Excuse me. I'm sorry that. I've looked online and I've seen... I remember reading this story. It was sort of like an audio story on YouTube. And I really thought it was, it was by the uh, YouTube channel of this lady. She, her, um, she has a channel called Child, uh, The Wife, um, Wife Without Kids. So it's a YouTube channel. I believe her last video she posted about a year ago. She might be more active on Instagram or, or Twitter if you care to check it out. But she was retelling a story that I swear she was talking about. But I can't find the video on her channel in which there was a discussion about a mother trying to get her other son to talk to her. She had two, two or three sons. And one of them in particular had about just three children the other had four or five and the other brother had none and they were all married and and everything else and the the long and the short of it was this mother was adamant that her son that didn't have any children buy more gifts for particularly the son that has the three or four kids because obviously they can afford it they've got more money more time more um freedom and it never dawned on her the fact that her son, without the kids, he and his wife had made the decision not to have them. They were very much involved in their own careers, and they wanted really not much to do with it. They were very fine having kids come to stay with them and hang out, like their brother's kids. But, you know, when, when the night was done, you, you take your kids back, you know, that kind of thing. And... um that didn't sit well with the mom and so she felt that it was her son's obligation to pitch in and help with his brother's kids and if you're making the face that I made when I read this 
and you're you're listening to the right podcast because I, I thought to myself, this is batshit insane. Why would anybody who did not go through the task of impregnating this woman and you know fathering these four to five children and mothering them and give you know the, the, the miracle of birth and having them come to be would now be responsible for something you didn't do. So this story comes to a head at a Christmas gathering that this couple attends with their extended family and lo and behold the brother just loses it the one with the four kids claiming that hey you know what you should give better gifts you've got the money I know you do um come on times are tough and the brother who doesn't have the kids is just astounded and so they really get into it and they start yelling and fight and you know fussing and cussing and and the brother and the wife who don't have any children they just leave the family gathering and they're like this is insane now a couple weeks pass, and the brother with the four kids actually comes to uh, the the child free by choice brother and, and wife to their apartment. Starts banging on the door. He lets the, the wife lets him in. They start arguing again. It appears that the mother has gone off the deep end, and she is claiming that the wife, the child free wife, is um, poisoning her son against the family. He doesn't go to church because of her. And he has forgotten who he is and where he comes from, all because of her. And it just it just devolves into this fist fight to where the one brother goes to throw a punch at the other, misses, hits his wife, and they call the cops. Now, the police are called, obviously, because of this disturbance. It happened late at night, like at midnight, and books the brother who committed the assault. And when the police are like, do you want to press charges? You know, and he's like, hell yeah, lock him up. <laughs> so now the brother, it's brother against brother, has him thrown in the hooskow, thrown in the slammer for a couple nights to cool his jets. And the mother gets a hold of what's going on and she calls and calls the brother and it turns into this huge thing. And, and eventually the child-free family decides to leave the whole state. They move to another state, change their number, and as far as I'm well aware, I don't think they've had any contact with the extended family. And this is about five years ago. Now, I say all this to say that, first of all, that's a funny as hell story. You know, um, truth is stranger than fiction. But it underlines this, this weird thing I've seen within a lot of my friends, within family, within extended family, within... Um, some of my some of my um, friends from a long time ago that have had issues with family, where you're being told to try and take responsibility for a brother or a sister or an aunt or an uncle, and all you want to do is just kind of hang out and have fun with your family, yet you're being badgered to somehow... Um, fix something you didn't break help somebody deal with their drinking or their gambling or their womanizing or the fact that they are you know sleeping with every Tom Dick and Harry you could man you could possibly think of or you know having kids left and right not taking care of them or getting married every like every couple of years or you know doing hard drugs or whatever and and 
For whatever reason, you are being tasked with the gargantuan effort of trying to get somebody to change their life, to stop doing what they're doing. And you almost have to look around like it's an SNL skit. Like here you are trying to live your life, maybe you're paying your bills and you're trying to pay down your mortgage and keep your marriage going or a relationship or hell, even find a relationship and raise your kids. And, and the last thing you have time for is to try and convince a grown ass man or woman who may be well older than you to stop their behavior. It's nuts. And so in reading this story, it kind of led me to this, um, to a lot of the stuff I've, I've seen within uh, my own family, uh, extended family, friends, where you're, it's basically the whole thing of, are you, are you your brother's keeper? And if you remember the story in the Bible where Cain kills Abel, Cain wants to give this great sacrifice to God, and Abel does too. For whatever reason, Cain's sacrifice is kind of looked upon like, ah, you didn't do enough. He, him and Abel get into it. He kills him with the rock. The first murder on earth. Now, this is uh, Christian history within uh, the Old Testament. Uh, you check out the Bible. It's a great, it's a fun story. It's a fun read um, in that this is essentially by Christian literature and scripture. The first murder that takes place. The sons of Adam and Eve the you know the two that were kicked out of the garden there and i'm just paraphrasing this like you really should check it out but the the part of this that comes up where cain is asked by god hey where's your brother what's going on now god knows what he did he shed innocent blood and cain in very bad faith says am i my brother's keeper meaning hey what are you asking me for? I don't know where he is. Quit bothering me. He's kind of, you know, trying to, sh to get the guilt off him of what he did. And it's done within bad faith. And he's saying, look, I don't know what he's up to, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. And obviously to draw that parallel to what your family wants you to do, you kind of almost have to have the same mentality. Now, obviously you're not killing anybody, but you're saying the same thing like, look, I'm not responsible for the actions of my sister, my brother, my drunk dad, my boozing it up mother, my gambling aunt, whatever, whatever problems, vices that are going on, you don't have the responsibility to stop people from doing what they're doing. And the problem with a lot of family particularly moms or dads or aunts or uncles or brothers or sisters, they will, within a toxic family setting, try to get other people to speak truth to what they feel needs to happen. And fully understanding that sometimes you cannot, I repeat, cannot get people to, to budge on certain issues. And so this is where the truth kind of comes to light a little bit. And you have to be a little bit mature about how you go about talking to your family about this sort of thing. So let's say you have an aunt or an uncle who um, is just irresponsible with money or really, really likes the bottle and loves the alcohol and it's ruining their life. And so the family might look at you and say, hey, you know, you should talk to them because it's your brother or it's your sister, you know, and, and maybe they'll listen to you. 
and you might have actually tried to give some advice in the past and it's just fallen on deaf ears and the one thing that people have to learn and this is kind of one of the points I want to make is that nobody I've ever met has ever miraculously wanted to change out of a bad behavior or bad habit unless there was a real issue of them not gaining the favor of their social group gain keeping their job keeping their relationships with their wife or their children or their husband or their church or their mosque or their synagogue or their with their rabbi or their priest or life coach or whatever there has to be a negative a negative reaction or a negative consequence to you continuing this habit maybe like i said it's the drinking and they are falling blackout drunk you know at parties and at family get-togethers and just turning violent and and they might see you and say hey you could talk to them you've got your stuff together you need to to straighten this out and until there's real consequences to it a lot of times people won't change and so you giving advice to them will kind of fall on deaf ears like if your doctor tells you hey man you need to lose these 50 pounds or next year we can cut off your leg due to diabetes or hey if you don't um, stop eating the salt, your blood pressure is going to go through the roof. Or if you don't stop drinking, we're going to have to start shopping for a new liver. And even with those things, some people may not rise to the challenge. But a lot of times it has to be pretty severe. And then people will say, okay, I'm hitting the gym. I'm eating better. I'm drinking more water. I'm cutting out the stress. I'm whatever. And, and they might begin to make a change but until they actually see a real consequence to it they're not going to you know it's it's just not going to happen and I think the the second thing that I've found and this this is a big one in particular when we're dealing with uh, toxic family settings or just issues within families or friend groups or workplace areas where things are not as they should be so case in point let's say a uh, good example, I worked at a location a long time ago where it was a family-run um, pizza establishment and they had bought the franchise of it. And so they were working there and this was right around 9-11, um, 2001. And I'd, been, I'd worked there for roughly like two and a half years or so and it was the most, it was the cleanest restaurant I'd ever worked at, I'll tell you that. I, I'd eat off the floor at that restaurant, they knew how to clean. But... It was run by a wife and her husband and their three boys. And I think there was other family that worked there as well and extended friends. And it was just run like a casino. Like the guys, would, the, the sons would come in while I was closing and take money out of the register, you know, saying they're borrowing cash from their parents. And they would come in and make their pizzas. And, you know, sometimes they were high. And, and again, they were good. They were good, meaning people but it was just not run properly, right? And you should never have your family just being able to walk into your business and take money out of the till in front of the, the workers, that, the people that work there. And so while I was there, I observed a lot of craziness, a lot of, a lot of fighting, a lot of yelling and screaming. And, and, and it was just, it was insane. It was ridiculous. And Nobody had the courage to speak up to say anything because obviously we didn't want to lose our jobs. We were all young at the time and 
needed the money, spending money for, you know, food and, you know, fun stuff like movies and everything else. And slowly people would start to leave that job over time. Like slowly people would just find better jobs or go back to school and start their careers off and everything else. And nobody wanted to address the fact that this mom and dad were letting their sons just run roughshod over them. They were too afraid to. And in doing so, it made for this tense, anxious workplace. Like when there was a fight between the dad and the mom or the dad and the son. I mean, you, we all felt like silent dogs after a fight broke out. We were just so afraid to say anything. Because we were like, okay, if we say anything, like, are we next? Like, are we going to get punched? Or, you know, it was, it was ridiculous. And nobody wanted to speak up. And so I've been in situations with, in friend groups and extended family groups um, friends of family, like my friends' families and ex- extended like work friends' families and even my own, where something will happen and nobody's willing to talk about it or something is is being said or people have said very um, either homophobic or, or um, transphobic or or whatever. Pick the phobia, you know, or pick the ism, ages or racist or whatever. And people will just kind of sit back and not say anything. Just kind of let it, let it linger until people are just move on uncomfortably or, or just not address it. And a lot of times there have been issues where I've, I've addressed things and it's just turned out horrible. You get... You get told, hey, mind your own bleeping business. It's not your thing. You're you're not family. <laughs> what do you know? You know, you don't have to deal with this. And the issue when you bring up things that people don't want to address that are problems, uh, this is something that I've learned just from just from observing, is you're pointing up like kind of like a mirror and you're showing, hey, this is messed up. Like you know, if you have a friend that's being beaten or abused or cheated on or, you know, or getting their money stolen from their their significant other, and you're like, this is jacked up. Like, why are you allowing this person to do this? And, and obviously, a lot of times it, it could be their self-esteem. They could have children with this person, and that brings a whole other dynamic to it. The person that's causing the harm might take it out on the kids, you know, just to hurt them or threaten their families. And so now you're stuck because you, you feel like I could leave, but what happens to the little ones or what happens to, excuse me, like a brother or sister who's, who's stuck in there. It's not, it's not always as, as black and white and cut and dry just to, just to bounce and say, I'm out. But when you bring up these things, it showcases to the people there that, Hey, this isn't good. And you are challenging people's very carefully put together structure I've sat at dinners where family members have cried because um, the turkey or the the ham wasn't cooked appropriately and I found out later that there were and I, I actually didn't find this out about my own family in particular is that there's certain traditions that families will have so 
you'll have an issue where, not an issue, I'm sorry, a an event or a tradition where everybody meets together on this day, say the 24th or the 25th or the 26th or the 27th, and have a tradition. Maybe they'll have a, a, a fun game or they will place pin the tail or the family will go out on a hike or they'll maybe they live by a ski resort or they take a vacation um, in July instead of Christmas I know a lot of families do the Christmas in July or maybe there's a tradition where you just get gifts for the family but what will happen is somebody will pass away it might be a grandmother or a grandfather aunt or an uncle or somebody might move away or go to school in a different place and what happens is that tradition kind of the strings are starting to unravel a little bit on it and then another person might get married have kids move off another person might take a job in another part of the world another part of town and they don't have as flexible as a schedule as they did when they were in high school college university or single now you have to be conscious of your spouse or you know significant others and it's just not as easy to get away due to jobs and responsibilities and all the stuff that comes with being an adult and so those traditions become even more like important and more kind of cherished and so the slightest incident where oh, well, this person doesn't believe in vaccines, and oh, this person thinks that the president or prime minister or, you know, finance minister or, you know, individual is an idiot or, you know, Black Lives Matter doesn't really matter, you know, or um, any any one of the the main social topics that are out there that can cause a lot of schisms within families are kind of pushed under the rug because we can't shake up this delicate balance of what we got here because we're already starting to see things break apart and so a family member who's racist may not be called out on it because we still need to come to their house for Thanksgiving or the grandmother who just hates migrants for whatever reason or the Catholic uncle who hates Jews or I don't know pick pick anything that's out there or again the raging alcoholic who gets who's just, we just won't talk about it. They show up smelling like a distillery, but they're here, and they didn't drive this time, thank God. And so, in addressing some of these deep wounds and these really tough things can cause some people who are grown-ups to say, F it, I'm not coming. Which is my third thing, which is the, the consequence of all of this. So when you know you show up the mirror and show people hey this is what's going on and people are so committed to these traditions be it culturally religiously socially uh, family wise or whatever bringing it up heck you could get ostracized for just calling it out that people don't want to actually engage with solving this problem so that the whole unit, be it friends, co-workers, family, immediate or extended family, could actually function properly without anxiety and hate and trying to like walk on eggshells and be careful what they say and 
careful how you talk uh, about this sort of topic. And when you come to a family get together, you just want to be like, ah, I can drop all of the shit. I can drop all of the, the pretenses of having to pretend about certain stuff and be your true authentic self within a group of people who are doing the same. And you can share and talk and laugh and, and, you know, get into stuff. But you know, at the end of the day, these people have your back and you have theirs. And there's something so, so painful when you realize that's not the case. And to get to that point where things are, are really like, you know, honest and truthful does take those uncomfortable discussions. It does mean you have to call out um, the aunt who said those things and ask, why are you saying that? Or the uncle who won't talk to the, the, you know, the cousin because of something that was said damn near 15 years ago and they won't be adults about it and work it out and actually realize that we don't, we're, we're not on this earth for, you know, forever. Like, Hey, let's, let's stop with the crap. And so that, that's kind of where I've seen various family groups within my sphere of influence from immediate to extended to friends, to coworkers, to church, even where people are just afraid to be honest and to be their, their authentic selves, because that could mean ostr being ostracized from the group. That could mean creating waves or causing a commotion. Like, nobody, nobody wants to talk about that right now. We don't need to discuss that sort of stuff. And I feel like if you're not being able to just be yourself within your family, within your friends or your coworkers, or where else can you be yourself? One of, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but when I was listening to, um, this was over, I think over two years ago, or just over two years ago, when the Freedom Convoy was taking place here in Canada. So the Freedom Convoy was this group of truck drivers, <clears throat> male and female, who were fed up with the federal government and their stance on taking vaccines and mandates about COVID. And what was interesting was a lot of these mandates came from the United States. They didn't come from Canada, but it was the straw that broke the camel's back and people were fed up with Justin Trudeau and the federal government and the woke this and that, and they were tired and weren't going to take it anymore. And a good majority of truck drivers had actually gotten the vaccines, but there were a few that weren't. And so during this time period, they drove down to Ottawa, parked in front of parliament, honked their horns for a good two, good, almost two weeks there. It was going on three, actually. It was getting... It was getting pretty ridiculous and people were building structures and there was a hot tub outside of the president's office. It was just the biggest embarrassment to Canada. Like people could have literally like, you know, advocated for more important stuff. Yet this group of people behaved like spoiled children. And subsequently, uh, a lot of them were just their stuff was towed their their bank accounts were seized it was you know like you know the whole song i fought the law and the law won well there you go and what i saw there was 
this how could I put it these truck drivers had a grievance and they brought it up to the government and they did it the wrong way obviously but they they spoke out against what what was going on and they they just had enough and the the level of conversation that this brought up was quite quite alarming you know um but it it wasn't the appropriate way to to go about getting your your thoughts out there and cbc are basically our like our um government funded uh it's like our npr basically here in canada had reporters going around to the truck drivers asking them, hey, like, what's what's the deal? What's going on? And every last one of these men just, and women, kept saying, I want my voice to be heard. I don't feel I'm being heard. Something to that effect. Just over and over again. It was a common denominator among a lot of these, a lot of these folks. And it got me thinking. And I, I wrote an article about this, too, a few years ago. It's on the, it's on the blog. If you look on the blogger, I've got it. I've got it up there. And a lot of these men and women just didn't feel like no one was speaking for them. Like they couldn't, like their ideals and their ideologies and their their theories and thoughts on life just were being trampled on. And, and nobody really cared about what they had to say. And there's a lot of that going around. There's a lot of people that feel small they feel like the money they make isn't enough and that they don't have any real hope of retiring especially with interest rates the way they are and the fact that you know so many of the jobs are moving towards a more tech-based green initiative and there's a lot of people in a lot of positions out there in oil and gas and coal and that feel like they're just being pushed out Nobody cares about them. Jobs are moving to so many other places where the labor's cheaper and you couldn't spell it on a map. And so there's a lot of frustration and anger and and resentment that's out there. And a lot of that's seeping into families. A lot of that is being um, put on an IV drip, if you would, into to the lifeline of a lot of people who feel like what they are and who they stand for and what they believe is just being laughed at or trampled on and, and nobody's stick standing up for traditional values and blah 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 I mean here I'm even laughing at it. I'm sorry but um, a lot of we saw a lot of that in in 2020 and 2022 where families just weren't willing to sit and talk about these things at least Somebody gets pissed off or angry and then you stop talking to them. I had to do that with a lot of people. Um, There was a lot of folks that just were saying things in bad faith that I had to really distance myself from. And for your own mental, mental space or whatever, your own mental health. But The idea that you have to change who you are and that you can't be your honest, natural self within a family structure or a friend structure is just its just too much to bear for a lot of people. The stress of that is too much. And I don't know, it causes a lot of, 
a lot of problems. So family members and parents might see that and want you to fix it in other people. Rather than actually take the reins themselves or take the initiative and try to instigate some type of family discussion. You know, back in the day, if you watch sitcoms um, in the 80s and the 90s, that you would see the head of the house, the dad or the mom, if there was a problem going on in the sitcom, sitcom in the sitcom family, they'd call a family meeting. You know, family meeting right now. You know, we got to get this thing out. Like, you know, little Timmy's been saying this and Susan's been saying that and Leroy's been talking. Like, we need to get it out in the open. And I feel like that is long gone from any type of, you know, um, group dynamic that we see today in society from family to work to wherever yeah it's it's tough you know i have a few close friends that i can you know share stuff with and i really appreciate them but there's a lot that it's more surface because you can't you know there's a lot of stuff that is that has been brought up in the past and not in good faith and when you do bring it up you talk about certain things that need to be addressed, people get pissed. They don't want to hear it. So that kind of leads me back to, um, to the start of this whole thing, and that is that at the end of the day, you can only be responsible for yourself. You can only control your own emotions, your own thoughts, your own ideas about things, and maybe you can try to... Um, influence other people, try to be a good voice or, uh, you know, uh, a good influence. But at the end of the day, you're not going to change people's minds based on you nagging them or telling them, Hey, loser, get a job or whatever. And that's very hard for parents and loved ones to hear. And I think what I found initially my own, my own experience and just sharing and talking with others is that at some point in time within, let's say, a family dynamic, you're going to have to realize that that uncle who drinks a lot or that aunt that is a gossip or that grandmother that just hates immigrants and won't shut up about it or that one brother or sister that's into conspiracy theories and has no idea what they're talking about politically, but behaves like, you know, has all the gumption she, she you know, she or he wants to put out there. And it, they, they, they are literally the walking impediment, I'm sorry, um, walking embodiment of that ideal of there's no reason you should be this confident based on your lack of accomplishments. <laughs> But there it is. And you have to let go. If I, if I can give any piece of advice based on what I saw this Christmas, last Christmas, last Easter, Thanksgiving, the 10, 10 years ago with, um, you know, summertime fest festivals or get-togethers or birthdays, when it comes to the opinions and the ideals and the ideas of your friends and family, 
that you don't agree with, you have to let go. You have to envision their thoughts as not invading your own and let it go and let it glide away on an iceberg and be at peace with that. Now that's very, very difficult. I just want to say as we kind of wrap this up because you might feel responsible. You might feel as though, man, I really love my my brother. I really love my uh, my sister. I really love my dad or my mom or whomever. But I can't I can't be responsible for this anymore. Like I don't have it in me. It's such a painful thing to to share. Because you might you might have a, a family member who's on drugs. You might have a loved one that's in a shelter and that won't get help because they don't they don't feel they need to or they don't want to. And at a certain point, you're going to have to sit down with your parents or sit down with your aunts or uncles or loved ones or whomever and say, this isn't on me. There, uh, there was a a really good episode of Intervention I saw a number of years ago. I've never forgotten it. And it was a father whose son was gambling. Like a real, had a real problem with gambling. And he came, he, the, the son came to the father just in tears saying, Dad, they're going to hurt me. I'm in deep with the sharks, I'm in deep with some some really scary people I've borrowed money from, and I've blown it on the ponies, or I think his thing was was um, sports betting, races and car races, and covering the spread on certain basketball games and soccer games, and he just 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 lost, and so all that money was gone, and he came to the dad just begging him for one more you know, one more, more handout. And I remember the father just looking at him saying, son, I can't, I can't help you anymore. Excuse me. And the, and the, the son was begging, like pleading, just groveling, just, just saying, please just, and the dad was like, no, I can't. And he said it in a way where you could tell he had made up the decision in his mind. Maybe he talked to his wife or he talked to family, but he had made it up and he said, I cannot do this anymore. He'd made his peace with it. And, you know, he said, I'll help you if you need help, rehab and stuff, but I do not have it in, in me anymore. And maybe he did have the money to help him, but he said, I just, I can't do this. And that was his son. 
But in order to have real peace, you're going to have to make a tough call. You're going to have to make a tough decision. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, ignoring the pleas of your friend who, let's say, got divorced and his wife kicked him out or husband kicked him out or kicked her out or him out, whatever. And they've, they've hit a rough patch and they need a, a place to stay for a couple weeks or, hey, could you help them find a job? Stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not talking about helping somebody who's in need or who wants help, who's actually willing to put in the work. I'm talking about people who time after time after time after time, you've had discussions with these people till you are effing blue in the face. You have gone in circles to the point of nauseam, beating a dead horse, burying that horse, digging it up from the grave, making it dance again, just having no advancement in any of these conversations about, you know, life or how to take care of yourself or none of that stuff. And at the end of the day, just like that father, you have to say enough. And that could lead to some terrible repercussions to family you'll get called every name in the book that you're ungrateful that you got no who do you think you are you think you're better than us you've got you know you this is your fault they're like this you've never um been a good enough son or a good enough nephew or niece or wife or husband or and it's all on you and you're you're gonna take the brunt of a lot of that stuff because again you're telling the truth you're showcasing the bullshit that nobody wants to address and if you leave what the hell does that make them who are sticking around you know if, if you've left a bad <laughs> a bad marriage or whatever and, and you know somebody else sticking around for it what does that say about them and so you, you, might, you might get disowned. You might get kicked out of the group. You might not be invited back. Or maybe things turn around and people actually start to address things and, and realize that it's, it's not good to have one member of the family falling down drunk or to always be afraid to talk around this person or just to feel anxious about um, having an opinion, be it conservative or liberal or whatever. And so for your own peace of mind, you might have to choose yourself and that could be a lonely road. But I, I would like to, before kind of ending this, and I know I said I would end this before, but I really wanted to touch on this before we kind of closed out, which was you want to surround yourself with people and hopefully you're one of those people where you can be open and honest in good faith and have good conversations and discussions with people in a manner in which you are not trying to hurt anybody. You're not trying to um, bring anyone down, but you're just, you're just being, you're just, people are just being honest and open and all toxic behaviors are being addressed and, tr and tried to be worked through. So seek people out like that. And unfortunately, it may not be your family. 
It may not be your, your wife or your husband or your kids or your grandparents or your aunts and uncles. And depending on what stage you are in life, you know, you may not have much of a choice where you, where you live. But as you get older, you want to cultivate those relationships. And it, it'll be difficult because making friends as an adult, um, heck, it's hard as a child. But especially when you get a bit older, it can, it can be tough. But I, I kid you not, I'll end on this. There was a, uh, for real, for real, I'll end on this. I keep saying that. There was a family get-together a number of years back that I had said I was done, me personally. Um, it was a big to-do, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. And things have been said in regard to the Black Lives Matter movement, um, the discovery of a lot of the indigenous grave sites that we've seen in Kamloops, BC, in Canada, due to the legacy of residential schools within our country. It's a pretty horrid past. And... there were certain comments made by various people and I, I, I just realized okay we're not on the same wavelength here George Floyd's murder is literally on broad daylight and Breonna Taylor was another one life was cut short by the bullet of a police officer in a no-knock raid. And there was a few others that took place that year, 2021, well, 2020, and also 2021, if I'm not mistaken. And I'd had enough. I said, no, I'm not, I'm not coming to this thing. I'm good. And when I tell you I felt the most freedom I had ever felt in my in my adult life, I didn't know you could actually go not decide not to go to something like this and actually stand up for yourself and just your own peace of mind. And I would advise more people to do that. You're not hurting anyone you're not spreading rumors you're not spreading um, gossip you're not cursing anyone out you're not striking blows or or getting ready to throw down <laughs> throw hands on people or or say things you'll regret and you cannot take back but after you've gone through the cycle a couple of times and you've, you've had the discussions you have the the deep talks and the whatever else and if if, then, if it still hasn't changed and you have the, the ability to um, extradite yourself, by all means do so. Because there's very little in this world, in my opinion anyways, outside of um, your spiritual health, your relationship with your creator, your relationship with your health, you know, financial stuff. Um, success perhaps, but peace of mind and the peace of spirit and just to be able to walk, talk, to sit, to eat, to drink, 
to live in a space where you are when you don't feel judgment even even if you are I'm sorry but you're you're accepted and you can speak your mind and somebody else can speak theirs and it's done in good faith and there's no amorous or I'm sure it's amorous sorry but there's no um there's no feelings of I have to put on a front you know people need that and you have to fight for that and so perhaps if you know you do have family or friends that try to guilt you into taking responsibility for other people's stuff choose choose yourself if if those people don't want to hear or listen try to find a way to live a peaceful and less than stress less you know stressless existence it's all because the truth is 90% of the problems within family and friends or co-workers or jobs it can can be adjusted and can be worked through with usually just a couple of conversations but if nobody's willing to actually do the work to um to handle the problem then you have to choose you have to choose for yourself and that might mean walking the hard path alone but just know in doing so in choosing peace of mind you're going to you're going to gain something even even better than what you've lost so anyways uh like i said thank you for listening i know this was a long one uh I, I just thought um, this was a good way to kind of, you know, enter into the new year a little bit. I mean, we've had an episode before, uh, started the year, but um, we don't want to carry old bad habits into a new year. So uh, thank you for listening. Um, like I said before, you can find the Marketplace of Ideas podcast wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, take care. Be good to one another out there. Keep your stick on the ice. Peace.